Welcome to the Adonis Index podcast. I'm John Barber. With me is Jacob Hahn, and he came. Uh, he finished eighth place, eighth place in our last contest. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, go to AdonisIndex.com and check out his pictures. Um, <clears throat> Jacob, so you did well. You got really lean here. Um, have you? Let's start with how you got to us, or what you did before you found us, as far as diet, fitness, and weight training. Okay. Um, before it was kind of like just the, the standard, um, bodybuilder approach. Um, just the one body part a day kind of thing off and on, um, more than anything, just kind of being in the past unsure about what I was supposed to be doing. So I was listening to a lot of different people, talking to friends, things like that. Um, and that kind of led me to find that I didn't really have a program. (laughs) So, where were you getting your? Off. Where were you getting your? Just magazines, or where did you even get your idea in the first place? Uh, you know what? In the very like, uh, I'm 36 now, so I mean, when I was early 20s and things, yeah, it was magazines, just mm-hmm. here and there, hit and miss kind of magazine stuff. Um, once I joined some gyms, it was, had a lot to do with uh, finding guys who looked in shape and maybe just asking them a few questions and things like that. Just mm. the normal thing that, you know, I hear all the time, actually, now that I look back on it. Um, but, yeah, so I, I started looking for programs online um, and and in magazines. But I, I, did, the, I did the whole P90X thing um, for a while. Um, hated it, to be honest with you, man. <laughs> um, and the, the diet was terrible, things like that, for me. For me, it, w- it wasn't good. Um, it didn't work. I just there's no way I could have kept that going. Um, so as time went on, I um, I eventually found the um, the whole visual impact thing, mm-hmm. and it seemed to it seemed to resonate with me, just because of the fact that it had the look that that I was going for. Um, and most of the guys I, I was talking to in the gym were a lot bigger than I wanted to be. Um, so I, I also thought about that. I didn't know how to dedicate to what they were saying to me just because of the fact that I thought, well, if I'm doing exactly what they're talking about, I'm probably going to veer toward that body. So um, anyway, I, I did the visual impact thing for a while, and it's just like kind of like three cycles. And, um, that's Rusty Moore, right? Yeah, it's Rusty. Yeah, he got he got that idea from us. You know what? That's interesting because of the fact that um, I was reading an email that he sent me, and this was probably three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I read that email, and he did, I, I believe he um, he got you and, and Brad Pilon mm-hmm. to, to do a um, some, like a supplement thing for him. Mm-hmm. And, and I read that, and that's how I first heard of you guys. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, it was, it was through that. Um, then I started looking into, you know, just kind of your videos and all that stuff and just scanned the website. And I ordered... Um, just Adonis 3.0 um, at the time. Mm-hmm. Probably it took me a few months, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I finally just ordered it and kind of jumped right in. So um, I actually started, it was earlier this year. Actually, it was in January. Toward the middle of January is when I actually said, I'm, I'm just going to go through the Adonis thing straight through. Mm-hmm. So I chose I chose one of the um, the progressions that you had. Like, I think it was a um, called a, like an advanced giant, or not, just a giant cycle, because mm-hmm. I didn't have that version. But, um, so I started going through that, and uh, yeah, man, that's, that's, how I, that's how I found Adonis, and I'm glad I did. Okay, and then the contest. <clears throat> what makes you, <clears throat> you ever done anything like that before? 
No, no, not at all. And what what gives you the idea that that's I'm going to do this? Well, I've been doing it um, the Adonis program for let's see, February, March. Um, it had been at least like four months or so. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that the contest was coming up, it was just more than anything. Uh, my wife had just purchased <coughs> Venus, and we we had been talking about it a lot, and it was in the forefront of our minds. And um, I just thought it would be a great motivator and. More than anything, yeah, it's just a motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I figured that, you know, I'd read a lot about what people were saying, shadowing contests and such, and I thought, you know, the least, you know, that um, the worst that could happen is I end up in better shape, you know, and, and I'm held accountable by those those 12 weeks. So, um, yeah, yeah, like what I, could possibly, what could, be, what could be bad about it? Right. <clears throat> okay, yes, well, that's, that's cool. And then... Yeah. Okay, and then so, what program do you stick on while you're while you're in the in the while you're going through the contest? Um, you know what, I I started over with uh, just three I did uh, the strength and conditioning, and then I did um, I threw a rage workout in there. I can't remember which one to be honest, and then went into uh, the hypertrophy, and then by then it was it was over. So oh, and okay, so for I, sorry, I just need to clarify for people listening who sure. don't know what three is. That's just the category one, two, one, two, and three. That's like 3.0 has been just renamed into those, so <clears throat> so for people yeah, for people listening, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and then the rage, what you just mentioned, are actually built right into them now, so you don't have to you don't have to incorporate on your own. They're built. They're built. They're built in. I'm just I'm just clarifying for people, but continue. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yes, that, that's that's basically what I did, um, and tweaked it toward the end mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Alan. Actually, worked sure. with me and kind of guided me through some stuff. So. Did you any boosters, or did you just stick with that uh, three point one rage? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know what, man? I'm trying to get my arms to grow. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> we, we all so, are, right? Yeah, I mean, it just it feels like my chest gets wide, mm-hmm. and, and my arms look tiny. I don't know if it's just a um, an optical illusion for me, but you know, or just one of those things. But, um, but yeah, so I threw the uh, the arms booster in actually twice. I just ran it two times in a row. Mm-hmm. So um, throughout strength and conditioning and the uh, hypertrophy, mm-hmm. and uh, okay, and so that was relatively manageable. And you didn't you didn't add more exercise volume, did you? Like like it's a four pro, four workout per week program plus the boosters. That's you just stuck to that, or did you accelerate it? Yeah, you, um, you know now that I think about, it, I did throw like a, um, a part of the back booster in there mm, as okay. well mm-hmm. on like um, Saturday. So what I would do to break it up so I could really concentrate was I would do the four days per week program, and then on the off days, which were for me um, Tuesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays, I would do the arm booster on Wednesday, another arm booster at the end on Friday, and then a back booster on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then, so, and as far as volume, that didn't feel too much. Like you, that was manageable. Yeah, it was absolutely manageable for me. Okay, that's good. That's good for people to yep. know because you know people are always wondering what what's possible. And I don't know if you've listened to Vivek or Adam's podcast, but they they went up to ten workouts a week, like two a day. Wow! And they wow. went heavy on one of them and sort of moderate light on the other. But and then they just both grew faster. So not, and you have a somewhat of a similar body type to them. So I. It, you know, it might, it's not 100%, but people can do a lot more. Uh, they just need to assess. So it's good that you uh, you shared that with us. So what did you do as far as diet then? The diet was, was basically following calories. Mm-hmm. 
and I mean, it was very simple. I've heard, I've heard you guys talk about it so many times. Um, I, I would veer toward, um, trying to stay with, you know, the quote unquote, you know, clean, <laughs> which was just basically, you know, just, uh, things that didn't have a lot of, uh, that weren't deep fried, things like that. You know, I would do chicken salads and chicken breasts and things like that. But at the same time, I would still eat ice cream and, um, you know, hamburgers here and there from restaurants. So, I mean, it was, it wasn't anything other than really calories. And I, I just entered it into this little app that I have and uh, just kept track of it that way um, daily. What, and, what app? You know, Share that with us, sir. Uh, oh, it was uh, MyFitnessPal. Yeah, that seems to be the one everyone uses. Yeah. Yep. that's a, um, it, it works really well for me. I love to see the graphs and, you know, just the numbers and to see what I have left, to see what I've done, and just to kind of um, check in with it. It was helpful for me. Good, good. And was it um... – I mean, you, you you didn't look like you have a lot of fat to lose. So where <clears throat> where were you? So you were following RTD then, or the calculator? Yeah. And, yep. I just followed it. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I, and then it, it wasn't it wasn't really much of a challenge, or like, what did it feel like to actually like do that? Was that the first time you ever bothered to count calories? Yeah, absolutely. It it, it really was. I mean, I I had always heard portion size, portion size, but it's so funny because the logic of it, just being able to step back and look at it objectively and say, well. Obviously, if you're eating less, you're eating less calories. You know, it's. I, I don't think a lot of people think of think of it that way. At least a oh, lot of people what, that they, some, they never put together that a portion size is another way of saying less calories. Right. Oh. At least, at least the people that I've come in contact with and talked to over the years, it, it's never been. Um, well, you know, you need to eat 1,100 calories or just below your BMR, things like that. It was just portion size. Eat a piece of meat the size of your palm and. Mm-hmm. And that equates, obviously, if you're losing weight, it equates, you know, to calories in. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's. I don't know why people are so scared or opposed, or it's taboo to talk calories. But you can talk portion yeah. size, you can talk meal timing, you can talk the t- the macronutrients, you can talk the type of food, right? You can do the whole mm-hmm. low carb. All of those are ways to reduce calories. That's all of it's just a disguise for lo- lower calorie. It's just. For some reason, it, I don't know how, but it got to the point where no one talks about calories. Yeah, that, I mean, it's 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 such a strange thing. You're, I, you're absolutely right, and I mean, I think you made it clear right there. It's it's so funny that um, the moment I've noticed this as well. The moment that I would talk about low calorie, people would get scared. Mm. You know, like they, they're like, "Oh man, you're eating too little. You're only eating that much." And um, but if I told them, you know, I'm just eating smaller portions, it wouldn't bother them. So there's something about that calorie count that kind of, in my experience throughout this, would kind of freak people out. All right. Well, then let's go with that. What was it like? What was your experience with dealing with other people? Like, are people noticing you change? Like, if they ask, do you have any sort of answer for them? Or do you just, do you just not say anything? Um. You know what? Most of the time, I wouldn't say much mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm more about I was more about doing it than talking about it. And the more I talked about it, the, it would kind of bring me down a little bit. Try, it felt like I was trying to convince other people, so I just I had to stop talking about it. Um, but yeah, the experience was you know you I, I would hear a lot of that sort of thing from the outside of um, you have to eat this much. Um, uh, are you making sure that you're balancing your, your macronutrients, you know, and just, I would hear a lot of that. Um, and then it was funny because sometimes when, when I would go out and 
after a while into the contest, weeks into the contest, if we would go out socially, my wife and I, um, people knew at that point that I was in a contest because my wife would tell them and such. And if, you know, we went downtown one night and I had like a big cheeseburger and I've heard this numerous times in podcasts as well, but I would have this big meal and then everyone started to judge me. Oh, I can't believe you're eating that. I thought you were in a contest. You know, that sort of thing happened often too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so they're all, they're all fair weather coaches, right? Or they're all, you know, armchair coaches trying to tell you what to do as as if you didn't have a plan. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny. I think a lot of people just project it on, on project onto each other the idea of well, they don't have a plan, so this guy must not have a plan, you know. So they just projected their own lives on on onto me. That's the way it felt, anyway. That's probably one of the best statements I've ever heard. They don't have a plan, so they think you don't have a plan. That's that's really good. Um, all right. Well, then, other than that, so obviously you learn quickly that it's not really something to share with anybody. But was it that was about it, or or was it like your wife was in on it? Was she supportive? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that helps. That helps tremendously. And I think that you know the actions, actually just digging in and doing it, no matter what, even when um, you don't feel like it, or when there's something else going on, and. Uh, that man, it proves something to to yourself and to other people. I noticed that transition over time. The 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 more disciplined I became with it, and the more into it I I dove, the people started to treat it more seriously. And yeah, so they were the, kind of following your lead on how serious you're really taking it. Yeah, absolutely. And I I definitely experienced that. Now I did hear someone um, speak of that at one point, but to experience it, totally different thing. Because and now it's internalized, and I can feel the reactions from people rather than just theorize about it from the outside. Mm. Um, so yeah, when I when I started to to feel those reactions from people, it, it changed everything for me. So tell me this: Did you feel like they were um, a little bit testing you, as it were, like seeing how serious is he, and let's kind of push him a bit and see if we can get him to like go over the edge, or is he really going to hold his ground on like sticking to a diet or sticking to a workout when? You know what I mean? Like, do you get that feeling mm-hmm. that people are like, almost like seeing if they can, I don't know, not not really break you, but just testing, testing to see if you're taking this seriously or if you're just sort of all talk and, and no action? Yeah, you know, in, in a way, yes. Um, in the beginning, it wasn't like super intense or anything like, you know, with the, uh, tempting you with food here, take this kind of thing. But no, it's always subtle. It, it's always subtle. It's like little, it, yeah, little underhanded very, things. Yeah, and I, I wonder if it's just a way to get you, you know, you down to their level sort of thing. They they just, like you, like I've heard you say so many times, you know, that um, they're, what is it, just basically trying to uh, level the playing field. So, like, they don't want to do it, so they don't really want you to be able to do it. Um, it's, it's crabs in a bucket. They just, the one that's trying to escape, they just pull you back in. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I did experience that. Um, it, like I said, it wasn't like too intense, but um, I, I could tell that the the subtleties of it. And after a while, I at first I was really sensitive to it, and then um, there was just kind of kind of like this transition period where it became, this isn't something I'm doing. This is actually something I'm becoming. And when I noticed that for myself, and it was a reality, um, I started to live it. And people really don't question your life if you just live it. <laughs> Mm. I noticed, for me anyway. So it's the difference between it becoming who you are versus uh, a temporary 
thing that you're just doing for a little bit. Yeah, because it, it's no, it was no longer external. It was like an internal thing that I was, I was living. Hmm. So, and when people notice, oh, this is just what Jake does, you know, this is part of who he is now, um, it was more acceptable for some reason. Hmm. Or they just got tired of... <laughs> yeah, they, well, it's a challenge for them to have to recategorize it, right? We've already gone over this too. It mm-hmm. takes a little bit of mental effort for them to get used to the idea that you're doing this thing. So, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to exert any more effort than they have to. That's true. It's funny, Very even, even though they're, they're not the ones working out or doing any of this. It's even they still feel some sort of effort involved with it. Yeah, that is, that's a funny thing, man. The, the mind is such a strange place, it, and it, it's um, because the physical part is. Of course, it's demanding, but man, those those mental tricks along the way are are really where it's at, uh, in my experience. Okay, well then, give us some. Give us some things you needed to do, like little mental things. Well, really, more than anything, it was just like um, for me was like I said a couple of minutes ago that it was about becoming this rather than uh, doing it. Uh, and I guess what I mean by that is. Um, if I'm living and, and working and doing my thing and just living my life, um, if I think of exercise as a side note, it's easier for me to say, okay, I don't have to do that today because this is my important life. So exercise is a side note or um, my my diet is a side note. Mm. But then as I started to think of it as just more of like a ratio, I started to think of it as, okay, now, instead of it just being a side note, what if I'm, what if it's part of my life? What if it's, you know, 40% of, of my life and I make it more important? Mm. Um, and it kind of falls into that, um, my life category. When I started to think of it as that, I, I realized I could focus more attention to it and I could, um, really focus better at, uh, you know, more, how do I even say that? No, it sounds like you're trying to say you give it more respect or something. Yes, there you go. Yeah, this, I respected it more, and I realized to be this way, it has to be a part, a uh, percentage of my of my actual life. It can't be like a side note um, from my life. Yeah, it's um, not. It's and, not add on. It's a. It's a core. It's a core thing. But, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I, I guess when I started to do that, I realized that when I was in the gym, I, I realized that hey, this is this is time for me to really push and do this and. Um, I don't have to be thinking about work later or what's going on. This is where I'm at and this part of my life is important, so I'm going to give it 100% while I'm here, and then I can move on when I get out mm-hmm. uh, you know, of the gym. So that that's how it really helped me to, to train better, smarter, and more focused. Yeah, I had a coach say that. He said it in the simplest terms. He's like, if you're here, just be here. And I, mm-hmm. I think I was too young to get what he meant. And he just mm-hmm. meant, have your mind here. He's like, yeah, your body's here, but just be here. He's like, whatever you're doing for the rest of the day, it'll be there when you leave here in an hour, but just be here. And I'm like, now, it's just what you just said. Now I get it. It's like, oh, you just, you're just you just there, exactly. Like, completely immerse yourself, and then leave, and leave it behind. And then wherever yeah. else you go, be there. Don't take your fitness stuff with you um, and talk to people about it. And then there's no reason to be into this once you're outside of the gym. But when you're there, you're 100% there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's brilliant. It's, mm-hmm. it's very true too. I mean, I mean, because anything you're doing, if you're not giving it your full attention, you're not going to get the full benefits, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. So it exactly. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's the ability to compartmentalize. It's the ability to like recognize that it is important, but it it has a compartment. 
So it's like you said, it forty percent, whatever the number was. Um, actually, that's I like the way you said. It. So does it feel more or less t- like once you started versus as you were moving through? How much mental space sort of did it chew up, uh, and did that change over time? It did. At, at first, it was more mental space. Hmm. Um, just because of the fact that I, I, I wanted to, um, it was like that assimilation period where I had to make it part of my life. Mm. Um, and that assimilation period was, was trying to gather everything, um, adapt to a new way of living daily, um, all of that. So it took more conscious effort, um, to, to start to live that way. As it went on, I, I started to realize that I did, it didn't take as much thought as, it didn't take as much thought anymore. Mm. So I guess to answer your question directly, it took more mental uh, awareness in the beginning. And as I moved forward, I was more confident and it was more of like a subconscious thing now. I'd memorized a lot of the stuff, not as far as like, um, not just the workouts and such, but um, really just, I stopped worrying about it. Mm. So it wasn't like a thought like, oh, man, how am I going to do this tomorrow, or what day should I lift? It became something that I could manage and was more flexible with it, so it took less conscious effort. Mm-hmm. Did that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. At the beginning, it, since it's so different, you're rejigging your whole life pattern, so it's it's this new thing that's sort of get just sort of been thrown in there. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and that discomfort of change in the beginning, because if I'm used to doing this in the morning and now I'm doing this, yeah, it's just a total uh, disrupt <laughs> mental patterns. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you think it's all there, or do you think you still have a little bit to go to? to... I guess it's always an ongoing process to some degree anyways. True, true. I, You know, right now, honestly, I feel more inspired than than I ever had, and I feel more comfortable and confident with it than I have. Um, even since the, the contest is over, which helped boost my confidence tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't. I didn't even think about placing. You know, of course. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I of course thought of placing, but um, I didn't know that it would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just gave it my best effort and um, and you know went through it. But just the yeah, the confidence in it now um, inspires me to push even more. So now I've set new goals for myself. I um, there's so many things I want to do, and now that I'm going to try these new workouts, I'm starting a new one today. Well, hang on. What are the new, new goals? Don't just say that without telling us, unless they're personal <laughs> things that we can't know about. No, no, no. Um, well, I mean, the new goals, uh, obviously, I mean, the physical goals are just, I have to put on more size. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm determined at this point to, to hit my golden mm-hmm. uh, ratio. So, and re- I guess I'm re-inspired just because of, um, I, of course, I chose immersion, mm-hmm. um, which was a no-brainer for me because I wanted it so badly. Mm-hmm. And, so now with these, these new workouts and new things, all this information that, that is available to me now and the position that I'm in has uh, helped to kind of motivate me to really push harder to get to that, that level. Um, so the goal wasn't just to get in shape for the contest and then, you know, fall off. It was really, that was just a stepping stone um, in, in my mind because I know that my goal hasn't been reached yet. So, yeah, that ultimate goal is just obviously to get to golden. But, um, yeah, just I I love more than anything the art of designing and shaping my body. 
um, because I'm, I'm actually an artist by profession, so I, it makes a lot of sense to me to think of um, building my body up to look a particular way mm. um, and the creativity behind it rather than the logic of just going in and, um, you know, pushing weight around. The idea that you present of shaping your body to something particular um, really is appealing to me. So that's that's also another driving force and a goal to, to get to there and maintain that. Okay, then from from someone with that understands art and like, what did you think when you saw the concept of golden ratio built right into it? It blew my mind, honestly, it, because everything else was so vague. Um, and I've heard you say so many times. I know this is nothing new, um, but w- without that target, without that goal, you know, without understanding that you are shooting for something particular, how do you even know? How do we even know that we're going to get there, or how do we even know where we're going? Mm. And so. That was really appealing to me that there was a goal in in sight, and it was a it was a um, it was that the ratios, it was the the visual of the body, um, and it wasn't just hey look good, hey look like this celebrity, hey you know look like this guy in the magazine. It was something that was specific to the individual, and with creativity and art and all those things involved, um, it's all about the individual. It's all about your creative process. So. When I was able to say, "Oh wow, this is all about my height, my body structure, me," um, it was very intriguing, and I think that's one of the reasons that um, I'm like all about your program um, is because it's the only one I've ever stuck with and truly loved to do, and I mean that. Those are uh, those are kind words, that's for sure. Um, all right, well then. Well, that's great stuff. Let's let's wrap it up then with your okay. your. your uh, this is the point where you give your final advice, whatever, for all the guys okay. listening, based on your experience. Sure. Um, based on my experience is, um, and I'm, I'm I'm sure everyone's heard this, but trust the program. Um, just do what it says and monitor yourself along the way, and you'll get there. I mean, there's really there's no magic to it it's the the magic has been done with the, the with you creating it so if if people can just follow it go through it um have the discipline to make sure that they're sticking with it and don't lie to yourself um if if you're overeating and you know if you're not losing weight you're overeating just be honest with yourself be brutally honest because you know the, those physical things aren't going to lie to you um I know a lot of people that have said, you know, I, I do this exercise and do that exercise, and I just can't lose fat, and um, I, I only eat this, and I think they're lying to themselves, and I think we do that for comfort. Mm. So one of the biggest things is just be honest with yourself because that's what's going to get you there. So the program just works, period. And the idea that you're training for something specific um you can monitor that and know and see that you're growing toward it. But, um, you know, I know the body is transient and I would just say that, um, regardless of the ups and downs, just make sure that you're paying attention to the overall trend of your, your body and your mind growing forward, uh, toward that goal. Um, but yeah, overall just, uh, trust the program and push it hard. That's it. All right. Well, that's that's very well said. I, I couldn't say it any better. So I think that's a good place to leave it. What do you think? 
It sounds great, John. Perfect. Well, congrats on the place, and thanks for being on the call. So, thanks so much. Yep. So for Jacob Hahn, I'm John Barbin, and that's your Adonis Index Podcast.